Oh, this is Mark Galliotti. Now, there's been no In Moscow Shadow podcast this week, I'm afraid. Too much else on, and nothing truly inspired me enough. However, as an occasional perk for patrons, and God's bless you one and all, I thought I'd record some occasional micro-podcasts. What's smaller than a pod? A cell? Okay. Well, cellcasts, riffing off some particular article or news story, that will go immediately to patrons and then to everyone else a week later. So, yesterday, on the 24th of May, nine men were involved in a shootout in the Dvor, the courtyard, of a posh housing estate on Kashirskoye Shosse in southern Moscow. Police quickly intervened, arrested all nine of them, three of whom had been injured. What this seems to have been is a dispute between employees from two branches of one of the uh, Ritual funerary service firms, with some guys from Orenburg in Siberia coming to Moscow because they felt that they were being conned out of money that was, well, being conned out of vulnerable and bereaved families, lovely one and all. One of the groups also seems to have brought along some Chechen heavies, which, of course, always helps everything getting sorted out quietly, calmly, and above all, amicably. Now, this kind of thing happened a lot in the wild 90s. There was even uh, one mobster who became especially well-known for this business, acquiring the moniker Kostya Mogila, Kostya the Grave. Now, that's a cool nickname. I could never quite understand how, for example, you could also have a very serious and senior mobster called Winnie Puch, Winnie the Pooh, when his rivals have names like Kostya Mogila, but no matter. Now, the wild 90s are not coming back. This actually is something of an anomaly, and distinctly unlike the 1990s, it was quickly and efficiently dealt with by the police. But it did get me thinking. One of the reasons why the funerary business is still one of the less, shall I say, savoury ones, is precisely because there are still effective monopolies, particularly over space in highly prized cemeteries. Now, capitalists, both legal and illegal, love monopolies, because generally that means they can be used to exploit the consumer, and that's one of the reasons why states usually try to break them up, or else take them over themselves. Most elements of the consumer-facing Russian economy, again, both legal and illegal, now do not have particular monopolies. But let's consider what seems to be the government's economic response to coronavirus. Essentially, protect the strategic national champions, but let small-scale enterprises essentially go to the wall. The basic assumption seems to be that if there is a genuine demand, then the sector will organically regenerate itself after the crisis without the government needing to do anything. Well, kinda, sorta, maybe it will. But setting up business in Russia isn't really that straightforward. And especially in a time of painful economic recovery, the question becomes who can steal, if you'll excuse the expression, a march on their competitors? Those with connections. Those with lots of spare cash, perhaps, shall we say, from questionable sources that could do with being laundered through, obviously, front companies that then don't even really need to make that much of a profit themselves. Those with, in extremis, the muscle, will and capacity to express their disapproval of competition with baseball bats and tire irons. Now, during the cooperative movement era of Gorbachev's quixotic economic reforms in the 80s, 
and during the dash to the market of the 1990s, and maybe for a third time now, badly thought through policies that spared no real thought for the grassroots economic sector, contributed to a spate of criminal economic activity. Now, again, I really want to stress that this does not mean we're actually going to necessarily have the old shootouts on the streets and so forth or anything like the same sort of scale. But nonetheless, it does seem to suggest that what we might find is, once again, Russia having to go through a period of cleansing, decriminalising economies that have been entirely unnecessarily handed to the gangsters. And look, this is hardly the most pressing or serious of the many grounds to critique the government's economic response to covid But it does highlight the way a coddled, rich elite are thoroughly disconnected from many of the realities of the economy and the impact of their policies on everyday life. And in some ways, this is their real Achilles heel. The fact is that they are no longer, if they ever were, but certainly no longer now, in any real way able to understand what really is going on in the country, the real country, outside their dachas, outside their gated developments. And all of this can be thrown up just by the sight of a collection of hoodlums brawling and shooting it out in a southern Moscow courtyard. And on that thoroughly uplifting note, thank you very much indeed for listening to this Cellcast. And of course, if you're listening to this a week late and you wish you were one of the elect to be able to get it on time, you can, of course, become one of my patrons. Just head to patreon.com slash shadows. But that's it. There will be more. From Mark Galliotti, take care and goodbye. Товарищ правда, товарищ правда.